Mine's good. Life good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott, alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, it's a new year. Yeah, happy 2020, buddy. Who'd have thunk? I know. Oof. Uh, does does it feel different to you? Not really. Like I, I to, to me, it kind of does. Okay. To be, to be fair, I haven't been outside uh-huh. since the year started. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I got this weird feeling. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be weird now uh, writing the date. You know, it's always weird the first time you write the date after the new year. Yeah. But. But uh, doing it with a two zero is going to be yeah. going to be strange. Yeah, we'll get used to it. There's going to be two twos for another ten years. Yowzers. Yeah. So get used to that one. Uh, as we're here in 2020, of course, 2020 also Scott marks the midway point in the curling cycle. That's right. That's right. The uh, the next Olympic Games coming up in 2022 only. About 26 months away, I guess. Yeah, so that'll be really soon. That'll sort of sneak up on us before you know it. And, you know, just uh, a a lot going on out there, Scotty. Yeah, lots going on, lots going on. Speaking of the New Year, Sean. Yeah. Did you happen to make any New Year's resolutions? I don't tend to make resolutions because I feel as though I'm doing a pretty good job. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing a pretty good job. Pretty I, don't, good. I don't need to change anything. But uh, I did, <laughs> Scott, come up with some curling-related resolutions, both things that we can do and things that uh, some of our favorite teams can do. Oh, right on. Well, it's fortuitous then that we are recording a podcast and can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so I've come up with three for us and three for teams that we can talk about uh, certain resolutions that uh, I, I think would benefit the curling community in 2020. All right. Uh, I've got a couple as well. You know, uh, I thought of a few. Okay. But uh, why don't you lead us off with one of your first ones? All right. So the first one that I came up with with regard to us, I think club-level players in general, I think we should all resolve to take better care of our equipment. Mm-hmm. Really noticed it over the past month or so. Now, part of that is because there's so many rentals in curling clubs in December with holiday parties, but a lot of stuff on the ice. So, you know, just always be paying attention to how old your gripper is, uh, making sure that, you know, if, if your club has a shoe cleaner, whether it's the, the sticky sheets, uh, the pads that you step on before you go on the ice, or a boot cleaner type thing, just make sure you, you use that before you head out onto the ice uh, and just be really proactive in taking care of that equipment. Same thing with broom heads. As, as someone who has literally worn through a broom head and scratched the ice with the screw, mm-hmm. uh, always good to take good care of that. And then just in general, you know, if, if you're wearing mitts or something, this is something that I was guilty of a while ago, if you have mitts on that have like fluffies on them, 
right? They can get onto the ice. And so always want to be careful with that. So just, you know, I think everyone has a role to play in ensuring that the ice is in good condition. And part of that is good maintenance of your equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If, you know, if Santa wasn't, you know, able to bring you a, a gripper, now's a good time to go out and get one. Uh, same goes for, for gloves and the like. Sean, I know your gloves uh, are pretty are pretty worn out. Uh, you thinking of swapping them out anytime soon? So I, I, I bought new shoes at the start of December, and uh, because the old ones I had, the right shoe was about 90% duct tape and 10% shoe. So I finally bought new shoes. With that purchase, I did buy new gloves, which I have not broken out yet. I've decided that until the glove, it's really just the right glove. The left one's fine until it, like until the wristband actually snaps. I'm gonna keep wearing it uh, because nothing has come off that glove onto the ice. Okay, well that's good to know. That's good to know. I did also get new shoes uh, early in December, and I think that my old ones, yeah, the the gripper foot even was starting to shed a little bit of. Uh, so, some rubber particles there down on onto the ice. So a good resolution for everyone. Yes, uh, 100%. So that that was my first one. I think that's uh, something that all players have a uh, a role in improving curling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Sean, this leads nicely into one of mine. Okay. Uh, it also has to do with the ice surface and and uh, whatnot. And one of the big problems that i had when i was doing ice was hand prints hand prints and knee prints so my new year's resolution and the resolution i'm putting forward is to avoid putting your hands knees uh back chest (laughs) onto the ice uh even for just a couple seconds it can uh, create a, a bit of a divot in the ice and makes it much harder for the ice technicians to do their job yeah, 100%. So many club curlers complain about the ice, and then you see them putting their hands on the ice, too. So, yeah, yeah. just throw and stand up, right? If you if you don't want to crouch or can't crouch uh, after you slide, get up. Yeah, right? just stand up. Yeah, that you don't – yeah, putting your hand on the ice is not great. And, and I think this is something, too, that the elite players need to work on. Because mm-hmm. uh, the men aren't as bad as they were a couple of years ago when they would like throw and then just like hop on their knees. Yeah, um, right. I haven't. See, you don't see that as much anymore, but they do tend to leave their hands on the ice a little bit after they throw. Uh, Carrie Anderson, in particular, I've noticed that with her a bunch. Um, so you, you want to make sure that uh, you're getting your hands off the ice. And I think the elite players, because people just see you on TV, right? So hopefully. That gets cleaned up a little bit, and at the club level, people just uh, just get up. Yeah, and and you know if you fall on the ice, you know, get up. Don't don't right. sit there and be oh my back hurts or uh, you know as long as you're not concussed, yeah, or are bleeding heavily, get off the ice. Right. If you're just... seriously injured, then stay there. But you know if if you're not, get up. Uh, even still, I think like it, like let's say you break your leg falling, you yeah. can still like scooch over to the boards. Yeah, you could, but like <laughs> if you're concussed or you do something to your spine, then then yeah. don't move. Yes, yes. In that case, don't move. 
Yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, another one, Scott, that I have for people like us at the club level, I want people to play faster. So I would resolve that everybody play faster. But on a personal note, I'm going to try to get less frustrated at slow play and instead try to be more instructive in encouraging people to increase the pace of play. Well, that's interesting, Sean. What sort of techniques are you going to use? I am going to uh, suggest to players uh, in the kindest way that when the other team is throwing, get in the effing hack (laughs) and uh, clean your rock before the other team's rock has come to an end uh, or come to a stop. Uh, I, I think just gentle reminders about fast play for the slow teams can be really effective because a lot of folks that we talk to about this don't realize they're playing slow so just by pointing it out in a non-confrontational way could help improve the pace of play because over the past two years as we are the fastest team in our league it hasn't really transferred to anybody else the things that we do to play fast So I think being more explicit in pointing out some of the strategies to improve the pace of play, again, not in a confrontational way, could help. So that's what I'm going to try and do this year. Cool, Sean. Can we role play a minute? Sure. Okay, I'm going to play the role of a slow club curler. Let's say I'm playing second. Yep. And uh, I'm watching the opponent's rock go down the ice from the hog line the near hog line what sort of thing would you say to me should were you the one that was standing there well well one i i know you'd be standing there i'd be sweeping so i i think it's the sort of thing i would wait until after the game uh and just when you're sitting you're talking just be like hey i noticed uh hey i noticed you were uh, tended to watch the the stone from the hog line uh you know just for future reference, I think it's a good idea uh, to improve, just to, to quicken up the pace. If you go to the hack and you're cleaning your rock while that's going on, it'll just uh, help improve the pace and it'll let, us, uh, let your team uh, play more ends by the end of the year. Oh, thank you for that very helpful tip. I appreciate it. Yeah, and that's how all of these conversations will go. No, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. <laughs> so, that's, uh, so that's one. I, you know, I... My passive-aggressive strategies haven't worked. My uh, direct anger hasn't worked. So I feel as though this is the only possible next step. That's fair. I do think your passive-aggressive strategy is the most fun. But uh, right. I agree it doesn't work as much. It is It is great fun. No, no question about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sean, since you talked about sitting around after the game, that leads nicely into my next okay, resolution. Okay, great. So sitting around after the game, I'm going to try to, for the most part, only drink one drink after every game Hmm. uh, rather than stay for the second drink. Now, I might stick around, but I'm going to try to stick to water for that second drink. And I think this is something that we're seeing around at a lot of different clubs, uh, especially those where you have to drive home after. Yep. Maybe, yeah, just... uh, uh, only take that second drink if you have a you know no work the next day or something like that. Yeah, and this is something I've I've sort of done a little bit myself this year. 
is even just foregoing the first drink on some nights. Mm-hmm. Right? And what I've really noticed is, yeah, you know, I'm sitting there, I still have a beverage in front of me, and it hasn't really diminished my enjoyment of the post-game experience. Exactly, exactly, as I'm drinking a beer right now. There you go. So, yeah, I think, especially those late games, uh, limit myself to one, or maybe none. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, still try to enjoy the camaraderie of playing at a club, and, you know, putting less stress on myself to, you know, I have to get up tomorrow, and I've had two beers at 11.30 at night. Yeah. So... So yeah, I think that's a, a good goal for everyone too. If you're at one of a uh, one of these clubs where you have to drive home, li- try to limit yourself to one. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, certainly a responsible choice uh, for sure. So uh, on the opposite end of that, Scott, my last one for for us at the club level is to try to arrive at the rink earlier than I normally do. Um, mm. I am always ready to go at game time. Occasionally. I'm ready to go five minutes earlier. But, you know, if our game's at 6.30, I'm usually walking into the club around 6.15, and then it takes me about 10 minutes to get ready. Uh, the same for an 8.45 game, I'm getting there at about 8.30. So if I can get there a little earlier, there, there's multiple benefits to this. One, I could have a proper warm-up, which mm-hmm. I've noticed this year I really need. I injured my knee last year, and uh, just giving myself a little more time to uh, to sort of get my lower half going is is beneficial for the knee. But also, now this isn't going to be the case at all clubs, but if you're at a club where, you know, if you're the first game on the ice for that day, or maybe the, the game in front of you ended early, if everyone's there five, ten minutes earlier, you can get out there on the ice and play and ensure that you're going to get a full game in. So if everyone, uh, if possible, can get there and be ready to go, uh, it's it really does save time. Uh, another thing you can do that I don't see a lot of, but I think it would really help. If the sheet in front of you is going a little long, you can shake hands, do the coin toss before you go out on the ice. And if you're both sort of standing there watching that game, introduce yourself to the other team, do a coin toss or whatever you do at your club. Uh, what like you can even do rock paper scissors. It really doesn't matter. And then you're ready to go once you get out there on the ice. So just getting out there and going, uh, saving as much time as possible. Yeah, Sean, that's a great resolution to to bring up. I oftentimes will go straight from work to the club uh, for one of these early games. So I'm usually there maybe in, maybe an hour even before the game starts or 45 minutes. And I find it really helps to be able to do a full warm-up. Uh, I always feel better uh, when I'm fully, fully stretched out as opposed to just, you know, 10 minutes or something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really great, great goal. I'm so, into it. Well, thank you. I, that's good. So hopefully that helps uh, helps me and maybe helps some other folks. Uh, so Exactly, exactly. And so I'm going to switch away from some of our resolutions right now because I can't really think of any more. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about some of the resolutions that uh, some of our favorite teams could maybe adopt in going into the new year. What do you okay. think? Yeah, I like it. I've written down a couple here. Okay, so my first one is for Team Hasselberg. They obviously don't have much to work on, given that they're so great, but I think their resolution should be to clean another spot off on their trophy <laughs> shelves. 
getting ready for uh, the world championships. I'm sure they'll have some hardware to bring home and need to have a place to keep it. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair guess or a fair prediction there. So, yeah, it's a, it's never wrong nope. for Anna Hasselberg to expect some more hardware, uh, another trophy on her, you know, you know. Valve. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I uh, yeah I agree with you on that one for Anna Hasselberg. Uh, I wrote down here one Scott for Jason Gunlison, just to uh, keep doing what you're doing. Just <laughs> give him give him one. Just, just keep it one, up, man. Just one. keep being one of the more entertaining people in the sport. Uh, that'd be a resolution I got for Gunner. Yeah, I'd like to see Gunner coming out of Manitoba this year. I, I think just think it would be really fun. It'd be great. Uh, to- yeah, or wild card if if that's the case. Like, yeah, I would just love it. Yeah, what, did he did he roll the rock on its side once? He might. He, make- no, he he might have. I I don't know. I during the wild card game a couple of years ago, he basically sort of had it like like shoved it to get something out from under it, and it yeah it sort of you know how like when you roll a glass like on the on its end. Yeah, it kind of wobbled a bit. Yeah, it did that like half for halfway down the ice. <laughs> oh boy, what oh, a, love, love Gunner. What a gem! What a gem! Yeah. Uh, the next one for our friend Ben Hebert would be. Uh, I'm going to steal this. This Katrina did this on her uh, on her show. Uh, that Santa Katrina brought uh, a swear jar for Ben Hebert. <laughs> so I'm going to say Ben Hebert should resolve to get a swear jar. Put a loony in there every time that he curses on TV, and he'll be able to pay the fines. A loony, jeez, guy. I think he should think of his children. Um, <laughs> you know, they they deserve to be housed and clothed. And if Ben Hebert is putting a dollar in every time he curses on TV, I, I fear for the children. Uh, good point. Good point. Okay, a quarter. A quarter. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, but no, that you're right. That would be good for for Benny to uh, to clean it clean it up when he's on the mic. Yeah, just a little bit, you know. I mean, he's very entertaining, uh, right? So, you know, I I like it, but at the same time, you know, think of the children, Absolutely. as you say. Yes. Uh, and speaking of cleaning it up, uh, one of the ones I wrote down is for Glenn Howard and his team to between <laughs> shots make sure you're keeping the ice nice and clean. Uh, yeah. Given, given all the picks uh, <laughs> that that they suffer, uh, just be a little more proactive there, guys, and cleaning the ice. <laughs> Yeah, we can't have too many picks going on. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to give another one out to uh, one of the Manitoba teams, Sean, and that's uh, to Jennifer Jones. Yes. And it's going to be not, not so much to play better, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to put the onus here on the three players leading up to Jen to put her into better situations uh, to be able to win the game. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. They've they've definitely struggled this year, uh, no doubt about that. So, yeah, putting Jen in better positions would be good. Yeah, I got nothing more than that. that okay. That, that was sort of uh, something I just made up now. So. <laughs> okay, uh, I, have, I have another one here. Uh, my re- The resolution uh, for Suzanne Goody there uh, for this year would be to move beyond just breaking the single game scoring record at Scotty's and and go for the gusto and break the all-time single event scoring record. Mm, I think she could do like a James Holtzer, Holtzizer, the the Jeopardy guy. Uh, 
I think she could do one of those and just revolutionize the scoring uh, at a curling event. And, you know, this is going to sound crazy. If she really, really tried, I think she could average double digits in a sky. Yeah, maybe play no takeouts. Yeah. You know? Right? That could be pretty fun. Yeah, so that would be a lot of fun. Cool. And I had one more, but it just flew out of my head. Okay. Um, and, and I don't write things down, so. Okay, so uh, so then I'll, I'll present my uh, final one here. And uh, this one uh, may be a little more serious and, and a little more somber. But uh, I think this is the year, Scott, that finally um, Kathy Goche and, and Vic Router can get along. Yeah, they got to bury the hatchet, you yeah. know. Put it all behind them. Yeah, just let it all go. Start new, start fresh. It's a new decade. You know, put like, up, put these little petty differences aside. Yeah, and, the way yeah. that Elsa sings about in Frozen, let just it go. Let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah, we were exposed to a lot of Frozen uh, this year, more than, than usual. Uh, so the last one that I had, Sean. Yeah. And I think this is doable. I think this is doable this year. I, I'd like to see Team Nunavut win one game. At either the Scotties or, or the Briar. Okay. Well, they won last year at the Scotties. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so at the Briar, that's At the Briar, there you go. There, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. And I think, too, I think it'd be a lot of fun, and in this format it could allow for it, we'll see what the, the pools are, for either Kerry Galusha or uh, Jamie Cooey to make the playoffs. Right. At least the championship round, yeah. Because yeah, when Jamie Cooey made the playoffs, that was great. Uh, yeah, whatever year that was. But yeah, when the two of them are there, it's it's always fun. And if they're competitive, you have an extra competitive team from a place that uh, normally doesn't produce competitive teams at the national level. It just makes the whole event more interesting. Much more interesting, Sean. And off the top of my head, that was 2012 in Saskatoon, where he made yeah. the playoffs, and I believe he played Kevin in the playoffs yeah the three the three four games so yeah i i remember because i was there for some right. of it so yeah and poor fred had a uh, hit both <laughs> flags and yeah he had to get yeah. one of those jerseys with you know yeah. half yeah. on one side half on the other <laughs> yeah. oh boy real rough yeah to- totally rough so uh so there you go there you have it some resolutions both that you can employ at your own clubs or uh well, not or, and some uh, some resolutions for those top competitive teams out there. So uh, just a little fun. Let us know what your curling resolutions are for yes, 2020. Let's, uh, we'll read them when we get them uh, for, for the next podcast. How about? Yeah, we, for sure. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let us know uh, what you think, uh, what your resolutions are, and yeah, we'll present them on the next episode. So uh, you can reach us at gameofstonespodcast at gmail.com, Twitter is at Game of Stones Pod. Same with the Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. Scott's out there at Scott Lakes TV, and I'm on Twitter at Dr. Shawnee Fever. So reach out. Let us know what your curling resolutions are as we kick off the Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties, yeah. I, I read something on Twitter today, Sean, that uh, it's going to be the Roaring Twenties, but be, it'll be that because lions will rise up and uh, kill us all by the end of the decade so that's okay. why it'll be referred to the as the roaring 20s oh 
All right. Well, then we don't have to worry about climate change if the lions just get us off. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. So let us know uh, your resolution, and like we say, we'll we'll talk about that on the next episode, which will be after the Continental Cup. Uh, we're gonna take uh, about a week and a half off because Scott is fleeing the country. Yeah, I got to get out of here again. Can't stay in one place too long, Sean. So off I go. And. Uh, unlikely that i'll be with you on the next episode but yeah. but we might be able to work something out yeah we'll see how, we'll see how the continental cup goes if it's a, a blowout like last year until the end at least uh maybe yeah, we could record something a little earlier mm-hmm. in the day but uh but more, more likely than not uh, that one will be a solo project for me uh, or maybe i'll get some special guests on we'll see still working on the production Ooh. side of that so uh so we'll see how that comes uh, but we'll be back with you after the Continental Cup. Uh, Scott, what is your five-second preview of the Continental Cup 2020? Watch out for the S-Nations. Okay. They're they're all S-Nations. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, it's team, it's team Europe, of course. Uh, or team, are they calling them Team Europe or Team World? I don't even know. Team Europe. Okay, so Team Europe, of course, Switzerland, Sweden, and Scotland for both the men's and the women's and three Canadian men's and women's teams out there. Uh, the thing I will say about this is the last time that they didn't have Americans, it was an absolute route for Team Canada. I'm curious to see if that happens again. Uh, you, you know, for as much as this isn't a serious event and, and the players take it really casually and, and loosely, this could be a, a fun little measuring stick about how far the world has come. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'll go on on the record now and predict that world or Team Europe will win. Okay. Uh, I I would sort of lean the other way, but who knows, right? The Continental Cup is super unpredictable, and the past couple years have been a lot of fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. So actually the past, I can't remember what happened in 2017, but 2016 was great, 2018 was great, and 2019 was great. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been a pretty good run for the Continental Cup. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It should be fun. Yeah, so uh, so safe travels there, Scotty. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Hope you brought it in with some joy and happiness and all that good stuff and that you did so responsibly. So welcome to 2020. We'll be with you this year, taking you through the world of curling as we continue the march towards Beijing 2022. Can't wait. So uh, so thanks for joining us. We'll be back with you, like we said, after the Continental Cup. And reach out to us. Let us know your resolutions. But until we talk to you again, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...